Welcome back to a new episode and recording of Doctrine and Doxology. We are here filled with turkey and stuffing, mashed taters and gravy. So we're still the same people, just a little wider. Uh, I I am gobble and it sound good. I'd rip one out right now. Don't say it like that, you weirdo. (laughs) Golly. Just so you know the difference. I'm Skylar Spradlin, the one over there gobbling and ripping things up and out or whatever he's doing. I am Larry Jones. Larry Jones. Not afraid to say what's on my mind. Well, you've hit that age, haven't you? I'm getting there, yes. You just had a birthday. I did. I am as holy a number as I can be. That's true. So, there you go. Unless you lived, like, back in the early chapters of Genesis. Yeah. In the but days you're not getting before there. Noah. Yeah. You're not getting to a more round number. I could be 777 years old. You just gave it away. There it is. 77. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a ripe old age. The filter is officially gone. He says anything that he wants to say without thinking. Though you didn't have a strong one before. A strong filter? Yeah. <laughs> You you use I mean you usually talk without thinking. I do think uh, before I speak, uh, not when? as often as I should. Yeah, well, no comment. We've been gone for Thanksgiving. I yes, feel like we, we say this every time. We've been gone. We've been gone. We've been. Gone. We have been gone a lot. Uh, but we have. Yeah, I've. We've been traveling. When I've been gone, you've been here. Yeah. When I've been here, you've been gone. Yeah. If we could then coordinate our times. times gone, then we would be on the air more often. If you could learn how to navigate the internets and technology better, we could do this from anywhere at any time. That is true, but you know I'm old, and it's hard for me to learn anything new. That is also true, which is why we just miss. Wasn't I, Al, I don't know. How I was we at the conference that. with Al Muller, and he was recording from the conference. It's not impossible. He's pretty faithful. Yeah, and he has people set it up for him. We're not that high tech. No, no. We don't have people. Um, not people that care about what we do. Yeah. In regards to this, we have a few people we can draw from, but we don't have that many. Yeah, that's true. That's a true statement. Um, anyways, I don't know how we digress to that. Uh, we're back. And yeah. we're excited to be back. Yeah. Um, and we've been walking through these systematic theologies and doctrines of the Christian faith. And we've covered many so far. None of yeah. them in depth. We have. We haven't covered any of them deeply. Well... Deeper than I was. Maybe well, not as deep as I need to be, or we're deep just, as God. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm learning. The whole time, I'm learning. Well, yeah, absolutely, and I think we're at least learning how to articulate them better. I hope. Yeah. But we're not like taking listeners to the deep end of the pool. We're no, we're we're still in it. Shallow two, end. Two or three feet area there. Yeah. We might be standing where we can see the deep end. Yeah. It's, we're not ankle deep. No. But we're not belly button we're deep. Not, we're not over our heads either. No. So that's up to the listener to do more 
research. Yeah, yeah. And it's out there. Our goal has just been to quickly introduce these topics, and we've done the doctrine of God and all that that includes, yes, and we've we done have. salvation and all that that includes. Did we do the doctrine of Christ? We didn't do the doctrine of Christ yet. I don't know why we wouldn't have, because we're like two-thirds of the way through this book. Mm, then we must have done that. We haven't done the Holy Spirit, have we? Yes. We did? I think we've done it. We did it before we started in this book. I'd have to look at the the ingredients. Anywho's, uh, the index we've done that. enough now to not know what we've done and what we haven't done. But we know what we're supposed to do next, right? We're in the we do. discussion of the church and the big fancy two penny, three cent theological word is Ecclesiastes something Ecclesiastes or something but like that. Nope, close. Ecclesiology. Yeah, ecclesiology. We're studying the church, the study of the church. Yeah. Is that, is Doctrine that a, of the church. Is that a real book church. in the Bible, Ecclesiastes? Ecclesiastes, yeah. Yeah. Good. It's in the Old Testament. Yeah. The Old Testament's in the left side of your Bible. Well, if, you have it if you're in the up New and Testament. down correct way, yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't even remember all the things we've covered in the doctrine of the church, we've talked about what makes a church, right? Yeah, the nature of the church. What is necessary to make a church. Necessary items of the church. How can we church. recognize a true church? That's a worthy discussion, always, yeah. And the purpose of the church. We, we didn't just, talk about that, did we? I think so. I got it checked off. Well, I don't remember that either. Um, what are well, we talking what about? What is the purpose of the church? Just top of your head. Off the top of my head, yeah, to glorify God by yeah. making disciples that evangelize the world. And don't we like it's a place to gather and worship God together? Well, Did I would you say worship God. I would lump all of that into the making disciples part. Okay, but it is a great place to gather and worship God. Well, the church isn't a place. That's true. It's a people. So That's the true. purpose of the people of the church is to make other disciples. And I think included in that is worship and spiritual disciplines and fellowship and prayers and all those things. The ordinances. Learning, of, learning about God. And yeah. But they don't just make disciples. They make disciples who will also evangelize the world. Yes. That's true. And really, the, I think the Great Commission even uses that word. Make disciples. Uh, I mean, yeah, it uses it. That in evangelizing the world is the same thing. To make disciples is to evangelize. So, according to Scripture, the church has an obligation to nurture those who are already believers and build them up to maturity in the faith. See, that's, that's one of the reasons. That's what I meant. The church's purpose is to build up the saints and evangelize the world. In relationship to God, the church's purpose is to worship Him. Which I think is our highest calling. I think so, too. Even more than evangelism? I'm not sure that evangelism is not worshiping God. Uh, yeah, It's kind of like listening to your Sunday sermon. It's worship as well. Different. Yes. We, but you should have a hearty amen coming from the back row and 
And praise the Lord coming from the left side or right side. Sure. Because, you know, we're worshiping. We're we're hearing mm-hmm. truths, and it's exciting us and energizing us. Yeah. Um, anyways. And last time we discussed what makes a church more or less pleasing to God. Ah, yes, we did discuss such things. And speaking of the subject of worship, we went to passages that use that language, John Chapter four, true worship. Yes. And yes. Hebrews chapter something, acceptable worship, maybe chapter ten. And if there's unacceptable worship, there has to be the opposite. Unacceptable. unacceptable worship. And if there's true worship, then there has to be the opposite, false worship. Yes, that's true. So that extrapolates out to, to the all the practices of the church, which then would make some churches true churches, some churches false churches, but it also makes some churches healthier and than other churches. And sometimes a church is just simply stronger in some ways, in some areas for some seasons than a sister church. That doesn't mean we're competing. Yeah. Just, yes. just like I'm not competing with you for the health of my physical body. Cause I already win. You are, you. You're ancient. We're not competing. Well, we could talk about a, uh, no, nope, I don't want to talk about never it. Never mind. We're not because com- I won that one. I actually won one contest. Who could make it first yeah, from the half yeah, court? Yeah, that was luck. I don't talk about that either. It's not what I thought we were talking about. Anyways, it's after ten throws of each that I actually won. Purity of the church, more or less pure. It's not a competition between churches. It's a measure, just a measurement of health. That's what we mean. Just like Absolutely. our physical health isn't a competition, we both want to be healthy. Yes. So what are we talking about today? That's a whole lot of recap. Uh, yeah, it is a lot of recap. The very next section on this chapter is... Nobody can hear you. Turn Nobody page, can hear you. Nobody. What kinds of churches should we cooperate with or join? That is the heading. I think that's two different questions. Yes. I would have two different answers. Yes, yes, I agree. Which one you want to tackle first? Let's do the join. Which one would you join? Uh, do you need to take that? It's not a plumber or anybody? It's not a plumber, no. Well, he may be a plumber. I don't know. Um, join, so join. Well, in one sense, the, the answers are the same, but in another sense, they're not. The gospel's the standard. Yes. If it's not, doesn't preach the gospel. Don't join it. Don't join it. If it preaches heresy. Don't join don't it. Don't join it. No. Um, I think that's pretty much a given. I, I, It should be a given among God's people. I'm going to hopefully assume it's a given among God's people. They know not to join churches that deny the gospel. And by that, I extend out to mean even the Scriptures. Don't deny the sufficiency and the authority of the Scriptures. Yes. Which some churches do based on their actual doctrine and practice. So if they didn't believe in that, would that be someone we couldn't partner with in community activities? Well, I think, yeah, I think... uh, that's why I think they're different. So I think joining a church, you can join a church that's um, healthy or or even sick. 
But okay. as long as it's a true church. As long as it's doctrinally sound. As long as it, yeah, a true church proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and believing Orthodox Christianity as they hold to the authority of the Bible, then, then I don't think you're you're going to be wrong as a Christian to join that church, even if it's joining a sick church because or, or a struggling church. Let me say it better that way, okay. a struggling church, because God likely will, will use you to help that church. That's, a, that's the point, right? We're, we're supposed to make churches stronger. Right, so the right. Corinthian church was a struggling church. But it was still a church. It was still a church, and people should be joining it. Christians that moved to Corinth should join that church. They shouldn't look at it and say, man, those people are messed up. I'm not going to be a part of them. Well, they didn't have a lot of choices back back in those days. It's true. But I'm just saying, like, their, their struggles didn't preclude them from being a church. Right. So as long as a church is a church, I don't think a person is in the wrong to be a member there. I think it's actually good. What now, if they taught a heresy or their salvation in some other way other than Jesus? Well, that's denying the gospel. So then you those you wouldn't want to join those even that's though that even, is... I would say that's not a church, yeah. That would be a false church. Yeah. Not just a sick church. Right. Now, there, there's wisdom there, obviously, because you don't want to submit your kids to some situations. If you're a young believer, you don't want to submit yourself to a young or to a certain situation. But my point mainly is don't go thinking you can't join a church just because it's not healthy, strong, or perfect. Well, yes, you won't find one perfect. Right, but we we even... The old joke is once you join it, it won't be. Right. But you and I, one of the things we are trying to address at our church is the regular persistent problem of college students graduating right. and not finding a similar church where they move to and so putting off membership. Right, right. And the point is, number one, you're not going to find a church like you did in, in college. Number two, we're not perfect either. So, but my, my overall point here, number three, is don't think just because a church isn't where you think it should be that you shouldn't join it. You may should join a struggling church to help it. Right, right. So, again, there's a whole bunch of nuance in all of that in the churches you should join. But the main thing is, do they hold and proclaim to the gospel right. and the hold to and proclaim the scriptures? But when it comes to cooperating with a church... Now, that might be a different story. Because in my mind, I take that question as a true church cooperating with another group a false church well at what line can a true church take up yoke with another organization period and i think that line is a lot more clear and firm okay okay because you have a, a identified true church, so whatever they lock arms with or whoever they lock arms with, whether they like it or not, they're giving some sense of 
affirmation affirmation to that group yeah so and i think the members other members of that group as well right so i think you have to be very careful one of the things that i have personally just looked at is could i recommend that somebody go to that other group and join them sometimes yes yeah and so sometimes if the answer is no. yes i feel like i can cooperate with you if the answer is no i really struggle i think appearances are very important and if if you have a church that is not following the gospel or allowing um, sins that we know the bible clearly says are wrong to be commonplace in their congregation i don't want people to look at us and say well they're just agreeing that everything they do is okay or approving or condoning yeah 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 i want people to look at us and say i might not like them but they're following scripture they're following the teachings of god yeah and i and i hope that's the the image we project and i don't want to i don't want to be guilty of giving off the appearance that we do the same things that other people groups do that we would disagree with like like what deny scripture or oh employ certain true. practices or believe certain things yeah now there are some out there who would argue that on good social causes why can't we lock arms with others we're still striving for the same goal the same cause you're talking about the good of the poor community or something like that yeah or some political issue that we're fighting against or whatever it is we're fighting for i still think we need to use more discernment than we have and i say we as kind of a larger christian church in america christian churches yeah yeah we we need to yes we may be after the same result in fighting for the same cause yes and it may be a good even morally just good biblical cause but but we need more discernment in how we engage it and who we engage it with because i'm i'm still afraid that sometimes we try to do good and we focus so exclusively on the doing good that we forget what else we're communicating we forget kind of kind of giving this affirmation of the beliefs of other groups who deny the gospel. So I don't know if you're thinking about it. I'm thinking about what our church did a few years ago. Well, of course that came to mind, yes. And I'm sure we are looked down upon for that. Well, I don't want to give the impression in my personal life or in the life of our church that we're just above everyone else. Right, because that's not the that's not the issue at all. And I know, although it, we may be more accurate in in the way we follow Scripture than a lot of other churches. Well, at least I believe we are. But you don't. It's not something you put on a banner and carry it around in front of your church. Say, "We're the best. We're the best." Yeah, I don't think that was the spirit behind it either. But I do th- think that's that's how it was interpreted by some. It obviously was made its way through the community because people said stuff to me about it okay just they had heard about it or they asked about it or what else and what we did was our church we 
we felt like uh, we were blurring the line of the gospel by partnering with other groups in our community to do certain works. Good works, probably. Good, good works, yes. And we belonged to this organization uh, of other organizations to do these good works, and we felt like we were just blurring the line of the gospel. And I think the main reason was because this larger organization that all these other organizations were a part of. Yes, yes. They were doing things in the name of Christ. Yes. They weren't just doing the things in the name of charity. They were doing charity in the name of Christ. They called themselves a ministry. And there were just some groups that belonged to it that we felt like didn't hold to the same gospel. So if we're we would say they probably weren't Christian. Well, they don't believe the same gospel. I don't want to stir up well, a fight. Well, if somebody but doesn't believe the same gospel, then they believe a false gospel. Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't want to stir up a fight or anything. I'm just saying we felt convicted that are we giving off an appearance of condoning what they believe in practice? Well, one of the things you do in your physical life as well as in your church life is you want to be conformed to the likeness of christ in every part of your life and if that's a part of your life that's the lines blurry we need to erase the blurry line and draw a firm line that we are following christ and what he teaches yeah so even in your personal life you wouldn't want to i would have I want to love all people, and I want to associate with all people, but I probably wouldn't make some people my best friend. Yeah. Because because they're not following the thing that I love the most. Well, or I, the God I love the most. I think, um, you know, at the time of us withdrawing, that was it was a little harder. We probably took more flack, but I hope that over the years since. We have proven ourselves to not be fundamentally independent or withdrawn because we do partner with other like-minded churches to do things. Uh, In fact, I would say we're pretty involved with several other groups. And I think it's important to do that because you can do more things uh, as a group than you can individually, even in everyday life individually or with churches as well. Yeah, I agree. So... There is a line, I guess, when it comes to these questions of what church should we join and what churches or groups should we cooperate with. There is a line, and we need to figure out where that line is, and we need to draw it, um, not to make enemies, but to preserve the clarity of the gospel is my argument. Okay. He has written a question here. Do you think that it hinders evangelism and witness to society generally? when the popular culture thinks of unbelieving or false churches and believing churches both as Christians. Yes. That's it, just yes? Well, it confuses the gospel. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's a a quick yes. I I think that's one of the reasons you don't necessarily want to be yoked together with churches who do not believe the same gospel you do because others will view that as both are okay. Yeah, or... And Scripture says one may not be okay. That we're giving a stamp of approval 
even not just to the community, but to the people of that own group. And again, we don't want to start a fight, but we want to say to that group, we think you're you're wrong and not in an arrogant intellectual sort of way. We think you're wrong and it matters for eternity. Yeah. There's some organizations I probably would never join. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like they're contrary to the Bible. Mm-hmm. They they teach things that aren't biblical, and sometimes they even carry the name of Christian mm-hmm. or a religious group, and I think they're far from it. So I would never join them. I'm not much of a joiner anyway, <laughs> you know, other than church and Gideons and <laughs> and things that I believe are true to the gospel. Yeah. But uh, some groups, I have nothing against them. They do good work. But I just don't think I could join them. It has to boil down to the gospel, how we're saved, where salvation comes from, and how it gets applied to us. Right. It boils down to that. And, yes, there can be some, some interpretive differences on some slight nuance in that discussion. Sure. Sure. But when it comes down to matters of actually applying eternal salvation, uh, there can't be disagreement there. I agree. One Only one can be true. Only one way is right. Well, Jesus said he was the way and the truth and the life. No yeah. one goes to the Father except by him. We were out of time. I know. I was trying to get a scripture in there before we ran out of time. Because that is the basis for our entire belief is what God's Word says. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next week's going to be exciting. Do you want a preview or just yeah, I let it preview. be a surprise? What kind of authority does the church have? Ah, uh, yes, I'm ready for that. That's a good one. Let's go. Okay, do it Not now. Not now. Not now? Just no. stop it and start it again. We'll record a new one. I don't think I have the strength. Okay sapped you did it It does mentally okay let me pray our father we are truly grateful because of your wonderful love because of your scripture because the way you teach us please guide our lives and help us to be bold in our witness help us to be lights in a dark world help us to be holy uh, because we follow you and because you lead our lives and we submit to you help us to share your good news and be glorified in all we do. In Jesus' name, amen.